Dr. Janice Morantz, MD. Very impressive woman, was teaching second grade for 10 years. She's valedictorian of her class, um, decided to go to medical school in her 30s. Uh, she's a dermatologist now, but she also helps people lose weight. The ongoing push that you know, I want to do my part in bringing people in that know, that teach this, that coach this. 75% obesity and overweight here in the U.S. It's a uh, it's, it's absolutely terrible. We could have had so many less deaths in the pandemic um, if we were healthier. Uh, you know, I lost a lot of weight. But uh, Dr. Morantz, Janice, has some great insight, has great content uh, on how to lose weight. Talks about, you know, the 80-20 rule, of course. You know, 80% be disciplined. You know, and then 20%, you can certainly cheat. She has great insight on fruit, on when to eat it, and uh, processed carbohydrates versus non-processed. A great discussion with uh, Dr. Morantz on this subject. She's got great content. Uh, you're gonna, going to enjoy it. She's very kind of crisp and deliberate uh, with her messaging. Uh, very well put and very uh, um, concise. You're going to enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Joey Pins. People ask me, how did I lose 130 pounds? The quick answer is always discipline. I started my business, wasn't paying attention to my health, was eating too much, you know, drinking too much sweets. My daughter was born. Next thing I know, I'm pre-diabetic, I have hypertension. I knew something had to change. Discipline. I, like many of you, have faced many challenges in your career, in your family, in your life, in your faith. How did you attack them? How did you approach them? How did you solve them, hopefully? It all had to have some degree of discipline. I'm also asked, how did you found and start a tech business that lasted over 25 years? Discipline. I was committed to it, enjoyed technology, didn't enjoy some aspects of it, but knew it was necessary. Discipline. Our podcast mission, how do we use discipline to better ourselves and society? Join me, please, as I talk to interesting people and discuss how they use discipline in their family and their passion and their careers and how it helped them. Our podcast vision, growth through learning from others. Joey Pins Discipline Conversations. It'll be light and serious. Join us, please. Thank you for consideration. Very excited to talk to you, Dr. Janice Morantz. Thank you for being here. How are we? How can we help you help others, help America? Uh, obesity and overweight is uh, is what seventy five percent of our population here. It's a horrible thing. Perhaps the biggest issue we face today. It looks like you're doing everything you can. You've got great content. How can we help you help? them, us? Um, you know, you have to have to find people who really want to do this. Um, it's not, you know, it's, you can't just say, oh, I want to lose weight and have, and that's it. Um, and you have to do it for yourself. You can't do it for somebody else, uh, or you'll lose interest. Um, but it's, so hard to find someone who's really serious about mm. it that's the that is the problem 
Yes, and we all have friends that we know mm-hmm. are overweight, overweight or obese. It's very delicate, very delicate, Janice. You can't, you know how how do you how do you bring that subject up? Yeah, it's hard. Um, it's it for me. I can. I feel like I can do it because I'm a doctor, mm. and I can say, you know, I'm doing this for your health. But it is hard. Um, I think it it's harder for a friend. It might be easier for a relative. Um, but you know, you, you even though you say, well, it's not because of how you look. It's because of your health. Mm. And even if you say that, you know, it, it's hard to get someone to really want to listen. They, they kind of, they want it to be their idea, not your idea. Can somebody be obese or overweight and still be healthy? Not really. Um, but it's funny that you ask that because you also can be too skinny mm. and not be healthy. But generally, if you're a good weight, your joints will be happy, your heart, you won't get diabetes. Um, just so many diseases are either caused by obesity or worse by obesity. So it's important. Very important. And and the issue is, of course, with, let's say, mental health, which is a very another very important issue in, in our country, perhaps in the world. You can't tell physically that they're struggling with mental health. But with obesity and weight, it's obvious. So they have to deal yes. with that. Yes. And I don't know if they don't realize that. But, you know, when you see someone that's really obese, you know there's something wrong emotionally Mm. or mentally um, because you just, how do you let yourself go that far and be so uncomfortable? And I think part of it is that it's a gradual process and so your body likes adapting to it as it goes. And, but if you look, back to when you were younger and you weren't obese, um, there's a lot of things you could do that you can't do now. Give me an example. Climbing stairs. Mm. Um, you know, used to, you know, be able to run up the stairs and now it's like you, you try to almost avoid stairs and, you know, take the elevator. <laughs> and if you have, you know, two stories in your house, you know that when you get to the top of the stairs and you're, you know, totally out of breath or you have to stop and rest on your way up the stairs. I mean, that says something. Mm. What is your feeling on, on BMI, on, on body mass index? Um, I think it's a, um, it's one indicator. Mm. Um, it's like, it, it depends a lot of times on whether you're very muscular or not. If you have a lot of muscle, you're going to weigh more because muscles weigh more than fat. Right. But just as a general way to sort of assess, it does help because if you're like over 25 um, BMI, then you're overweight. 
not obese. I think you have to be 30 to be called obese, but, um, you know, 20 is much better. And then you can, you know, give or take a little bit. It doesn't, it's not exact, but it is something that you can use to help you assess. Yeah, I agree. It's a factor. I, I know a lot of athletes, you know, that are six, 7%, you know, body fat, uh, but they're mm-hmm. considered obese on the BMI. I mean, they're just, you know, they're just very muscular. So perhaps it's not a measure for all, but it's just one factor. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it definitely. And, and then most of the people that are very muscular, they know that the BMI isn't going to be accurate mm-hmm. for them. So I think it's the people that are obese that don't, really want to accept the BMI. Now, were you ever overweight? No. And so I, I do worry that some people say, well, she's never been overweight. Hmm. She doesn't know what it's like. Um, but it's like, that's why I'm not overweight. I I'm like afraid of it. I mean, I see what it does to people and how hard it is to lose. I mean, when I gain a few pounds, I will immediately try to lose them because it's easy to go up, up, mm. up. And when you finally realize that you have to go back down, you're like, it's so far out of reach that it, it's like too overwhelming. So I just never wanted to be that overwhelmed by it. So I always, I'm very careful. And I love food. I mean, I love to eat, but I do have to watch. And, um, you know, I, I tell people you don't have to be 100% good all the time. But if you will, you, you know, eat the right foods 80% of the time, it'll be fine. So you can, you can, some people say cheat, it's not really cheating, but you know, you have to allow yourself a little bit of leeway, but you can't, you know, do that minute after minute after minute. Yeah. I often hear the 80, 20 rule and I, I try to follow it myself 80% of the time eating well and 20%, like you say, kind of cheating. You have a very, you, you taught second grade for 10 years you graduated high school valedictorian you were you, you finished college uh, summa cum laude you went then you went to medical school <laughs> i mean very impressive impressive educational background but it seemed that your passion had always been helping people teaching people how to lose weight and stay healthy right no matter what i do um it's it has to do with teaching and it has to do with health yeah. And what for me, so I, I don't know what you know about me. So I, I was at 340 pounds. I, oh, I started my business in the nineties. I, I'd have always been an athlete, but you know, I was working 14, 16 hour days. And before you know it, you know, I blew up. Uh, and then the doctor finally told me, do you want to see your daughter, you know, graduate from high school? I was pre-diabetic, pre-hypertensive. So that was kind of my come to Jesus moment. I turned it around. I, uh, I pretty much kept eating what I was eating. I just cut it in half and, uh, everything I was drinking, I just changed the water. And then I, mm-hmm. I exercised every day for about seven months, lost about a hundred pounds. Uh, and then eventually a little bit more doing some triathlons and such. But my, my point is, is that 
I had that come to Jesus moment. I call it was, you know, my doctor saying, you're not going to see your daughter, you know? So do people need to see to, to kind of get to that low? I mean, that's what, that's what happened to me. I've talked to others that didn't need that, but how do we get people to that point? Yeah. Some, yeah. I usually I use grandchildren Mm -hmm. thing, you know, do you want to see your grandchildren? But you know, daughter is even more immediate for sure. Um, but yeah, everybody's different and they have different reasons. And so you have to kind of find out by talking and asking questions, you know, what it is that would mean something to them. And, um, it, you know, it could be grandkids. It could be your daughter. It could be, um, you can't walk from one side of the room to Mm. the other. Um, it's, it's so much easier when you like catch yourself before you get to the point that you're, you know, that obese, but unfortunately a lot of people are there and it makes it more difficult and takes longer. Losing weight is one of the most difficult things to do in life. I, but you know, when I see pictures of myself back then at my heaviest, I tell my buddies, why did you let me get that fat? Why didn't you tell me, Ah. you know, and maybe my tongue's in my cheek a little bit, but still, you know, I, I just, cause you, I really couldn't tell. I knew I was definitely getting bigger, but I felt fine, right? You don't feel blood pressure and you get used to like losing breath a little bit going upstairs. And, uh, you know, you don't, it's not like, you know, black and white. It's just kind of, you know, I was younger too. So it's just, I guess I go back to that original question is that how do you encourage your friends to, you know, maybe take a look at it. You bring up a really good point. Say it's not how you look. It's more about your health. Mm-hmm. So what did your friends say? Did they have an answer for you? Oh, you know, I, you know, I noticed you were getting bigger, but eh, no big deal. You'll just lose it. You know, we were all working and, you know, we're young and, you know, really nothing, you know, uh, and so I look at myself today and, you know, I have some friends that are that way and I think, wow, should I do something about, you know, it's, uh, it's such a delicate because you can really lose the friend, you know, for if, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you approach this incorrectly, it's sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I've seen people that have something on their skin. So I'm a dermatologist, so I will see something on their skin that looks like it could be melanoma. And it, it's not that hard to tell someone that. Mm. Because it, it's like it's not their fault, right. you know, that they have it. Um, and so, you know, I, and I do feel that it's life-saving to tell them that and have them go to their dermatologist and get it checked. But um, it is, it's so, so personal when it's weight. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to tell people. But, you know, I guess you could say, well, you know, I'm, I want to say this because I am concerned, you know, for your health and I'm afraid that you won't be alive to see your daughter get married or, or whatever. You can phrase it like that. It's better than just, you know, I think you're too heavy, but, um, it's still a very, you know, a personal thing. And you, you have, the person has to want to lose the weight. And if you're not ready, it's, it's like smoking. 
they won't, you know, you have to be ready to stop smoking or it just isn't going to happen. You know, we have interventions for people that are, you know, heavily into drugs or alcohol and, uh, you know, you hear this happening, people getting together and, you know, they come home and they see everybody in the living room and what's happening here. And perhaps we should consider with this with obesity. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess some people do do that. I mean, that's why we have Weight Watchers mm. and, you know, for people to be together with other people. And, you know, it's like, like Alcoholics Anonymous mm. or something. The Weight Watchers could be similar to that. So we do have those things, but you still have to go there and decide that you're going to stay with it long enough to see some results. Yeah, that's always, that's always very, very tricky. I, I, I wonder, uh, I wonder what we can do. And the truth is, is that if 75% of us are, are overweight or obese, the person telling that person may have to shed some weight as well. Uh, so it's a little bit of that. Yeah. But, you know, that's actually kind of an interesting idea is that they can say, well, let's do it together. Mm. It's always easier to do it with someone. The easiest is to do it with someone right in your own house. Because that way, the bad food won't be there right to eat. Right. So, um, but you, you know, you can do it by yourself, but just like even walking or going to the gym, it's always more effective if you do it with someone, because if you don't go, you're letting them down as well as yourself. And so a lot of times people will go ahead and do it because they don't want to let somebody else down. Absolutely. You've got a lot of great content uh, on your YouTube. One, you talk about uh, just trying to create new habits. You talk about water. We always hear about, you know, drinking water. You mentioned drinking it before meals and trying to go at eight to 12 ounces a day, getting your weight, dividing it in half. And I, I know for me, removing all those sugary drinks, you know, I was drinking so much soda. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just a wasted calories the way I look at it now. Mm -hmm. And just ice water is so refreshing and it's, it's built not to make you thirsty like those other drinks. But, um, mm -hmm. talk about the importance of, of water. It's just so simple and free and available. Yeah. And you know, our, about 65 to 70% of our body is made up of water. Hmm. So, um, it's easy to get dehydrated and, you know, drinking things that have caffeine can actually make you more dehydrated right. because it's a diuretic. But, um, some people don't like to drink water because it has like no taste. So I always tell people to put something in it, like some fruit. I mean, we already know about putting lemon in water or lime. So why not berries, you know, put in the blender and just get those berries all into the water. And you can make it, you know, it tastes like strawberry mm. or tastes like blackberry or apricot, anything. Um, and some places that you'll notice, um, there's like cucumbers in the water. 
Um, that's not one of my favorite, but um, in other words, vegetables can go in there too. And it just gives it some kind of flavor. So it's not just so plain. And so it's something you can do. You don't have to, but I agree that water can be very refreshing and you don't even have to necessarily have a flavor, but some people just really need that. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. What, what is your view on uh, intermittent fasting? Um, I think that it can be good. Um, it's something at least that people can try if it works, you know, that's great. And if not try something else, but intermittent fasting is something that we automatically do. Uh, typically if once you go to bed, mm. you don't get up while well, there are people that get up in the middle of the night and eat. And so they're not giving their body a chance to fast at all. But if you say, well, I'm not going to eat anything past six o'clock in the evening, and then you don't eat breakfast until eight. Well, now you've had 14 hours of fasting that you didn't even have to really think about. So, um, that it's, uh, you don't want to do it during the day because you're up and you're awake and it's, it's a lot more like you want to eat something and you're, you're hungry when you're sleeping. You usually don't realize that you're hungry. Yeah. So it's, it's easier. Yeah, I agree. I find that, uh, I, I've, I've been interfasting for almost a year. I, I went to see my doctor. We'll talk about, uh, the, the medical profession in a moment, uh, but my doctors, I got a checkup and, you know, I weighed, uh, got weighed and she said to me, um, uh, Hey Joe, did your Peloton break? You know, this is, mm. this is her sarcastic. I've known her for a long time and she's very, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. I, she, but mm -hmm. I said, okay, this is your way of telling me I've gained a little. So I started cutting back a little bit more. And then I just, I just started noticing that, I, I, I only need two meals a day. You know, I stop eating, like you said, around five or six, uh, and I go to bed. I'm hungry sometimes, but it's amazing when you wake up, you're not hungry at all. It, that hunger mm. just leaves, uh, you know, your body, I, I think is just kind of freaking out that it need, it thinks that it's not going to get fed again. So it kind of, you, mm -hmm. you know, you know, kind of worries you, but, um, so it's been working for me. I don't know if I recommend it for everybody. There are times when I don't do that, but, uh, Mm -hmm. happens to work for me. And let's talk about like when you go to get checkups. I know I've talked to, to people that are, that are overweight and their doctors just say to them, well, we'll put you on some prescriptions. You know, um, even during this whole pandemic, we didn't hear messaging from the government about start walking and start eating less and start getting healthier. And it's just kind of get some medication. I mean, that, I feel that just needs to shift. We could have, we could have tackled this pandemic so much better if we were healthier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they just gain more yes. weight. And, you know, they, they call it, you know, COVID right. weight. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, and, but I know some people who took advantage of it to lose mm. weight. So, yeah, it would have been a good opportunity. Absolutely. And we, yeah. And typically when people eat home, they generally eat better. That's another thing. Just start cooking. It mm -hmm. can be simple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, but then there are some things you can cook that aren't so healthy. Yeah, of course. Um, so 
I like to have people start with um, looking for healthy recipes that they like. You know, if you don't like cauliflower, don't look at cauliflower recipes. I mean, you know, you don't beat yourself up. Um, but you first have to know what things, you know, are good and not good. And, you know, you'd think you know that, but it's amazing. Um, I mean, everybody knows that you shouldn't eat cake and cookies and ice cream if you're trying to lose weight. But um, like, for instance, there's oatmeal. And a lot of people think that oatmeal is good. And it is if you do the um, whole oatmeal, whole grain that you have to cook for 25 minutes. But the kind that you put in the microwave and it's done in a minute isn't any better than eating sugar mm. because it's going to get into your bloodstream very quickly and spike your blood sugar. Mm. And that isn't what we want. We want it to get into your bloodstream slowly and then go down slowly and stay in that narrow range as opposed to way up and way down. Yeah, you've got it. I'm sorry. Now, I was just going to say, um, another example is fruit. Um, fruit, we all know it's good for us, but if you eat it like as juice and you drink orange juice and a lot of it like every day, not good mm. because it's, uh, you've, the juice means that you've already processed it. So it gets again into your bloodstream really quickly. And then your body has to produce a lot of insulin to get it back out. And what it does is it stores it as fat. Hmm. So you want to you wanna pick fruit. You want to eat whole fruit that has the fiber with it. And even better is to have like a protein with the fruit. Hmm. So as an example, a lot of people know about... Um, eating apples with peanut butter. And so you have the fat in the peanut butter and you also have the protein in the peanut butter. And so again, the, then the um, fruit is not going to get into your system so quickly. Very interesting. And you have a great video on where you talked about, where you talk about the difference between processed and non-processed carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Right. Big difference. So eating protein isn't going to make you fat. Um, and then you, we do need fats, but there's good fats and bad fats. So you have to know that difference. And then it's the carbs where most people have the problem. Mm. Um, but don't forget, fruit and vegetables are carbs. And they're good. It's the ones that are processed that are not good and gets into your system too fast and then stored as fat. And examples are, you know, uh, bread and, you know, something that actually has been physically processed. Mm -hmm. So um, with bread, the only bread that's not good is white bread. Mm. Um, so um, if you eat whole wheat bread or bread made from whole oats, any kind of whole grain, mm. 
then it's not processed. Your body has to process it. And that's what we want. Very interesting. So a lot of times I'll tell people, stay away from the white stuff. Hmm. Because the white stuff is your processed flour, white flour, white sugar, white rice, white potatoes. So if someone was actually staying away from those four white things, they would inevitably lose weight. Hmm. I've heard the term eat the rainbow. Well, that's your fruits and vegetables um, because it has um, all of the good stuff that we need, like, you know, resveratrol and um, a lot of the berries that are so colorful have, they're very good antioxidants, which means that they're anti-inflammatory. So yeah, if you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, you've got lots of rainbow there. And that's, that is good for you. So when somebody comes to see you, do they, um, do they say, I want to lose weight? Do they want to be put on a regimen? How do you work with people? Um, if they want to lose weight, then we have to explore what is really going to work for them. Mm. So first I have to make sure that they really want to do this. And what are the reasons that it's not for somebody else? Um, and then we have to determine what kind of changes they're willing to make. And like, I think that that 80% rule is helpful when they know that they don't have to do it 100% of the time. Another thing I think is helpful is that they, that I tell them they don't have to be in the gym seven hours a day. Um, a lot of people like and they say, oh, the reason I've gained weight is I haven't been exercising. But it's really 90% of it is what you put in right. your mouth. So you do want to move your body, and that's very important. But you can do that by just walking 30 minutes a day, really, is okay. You know, the more you exercise, you will lose weight a little bit faster. And of course, you'll build muscle. And if that's what you want to do, that's going to help you. But you really only have to walk. And so I think a lot of people are relieved that, you know, you don't have to spend all day in the gym, because we don't have that kind of time. Mm. And of course, some people don't enjoy that. Some people do. But most people don't have the time to really be able to spend that much time in the gym. Instead, it's just learning what is okay to eat and what isn't. You, you mentioned at one particular point when, when kind of discovering their need to lose weight, make sure it's not for somebody else. What do you mean by that? Well, um, if a spouse says, you know, you're fat and I think you should lose weight. Oh. It's like, they don't want to do that. Or if, if they think they do, they're not going to be able to stick with it because you've got to do it for yourself. You've got to want to do it, your, you know, yourself. And like I was saying, just like smoking. So, and that's why a lot of people, you know, they'll, 
they might hear it from their doctor that they need to lose weight. But again, it's like they have to want to do that. And I think a lot of times you don't even realize, like you said, your body can adapt to it. And you, you, you don't even realize that you're um, really not being so unhealthy. But if you can really be shown, you know, how can you get on the floor and play with your grandkids? And can you get up again <laughs> is the important part. Um, because there's things that we did when we were younger that as we get older, if we do gain a lot of weight, we can't do those things anymore. If they can think about that. Another thing is like with clothes, people have clothes in their closet of many, many different sizes. Well, what's, what does that tell us? And um, you want to be able to wear the clothes that you like. They're just sitting there waiting for you and you know you can't get them on. And sometimes that will motivate someone, especially if they, you know, they really like the clothes they have and they can't wear them. Hmm. On the podcast, um, I, the common thread is discipline. So, you know, Janice, when people ask me, how did you lose, you know, 160 pounds, you know, mm -hmm. everybody kind of wants this quick fix, you know, silver bullet kind of thing. And I just say, I lost it through discipline. You know, I was focused. I, I, you know, the doctor told me what they did and I just, I didn't tell anybody in my case, I was better motivated if I didn't tell some people need accountability. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't, and I just changed everything I, I did. Um, but how does discipline, does it play a role in your life particularly? Oh yes, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I would have never been able to go to medical school mm. after teaching for 10 years, if I didn't have discipline, I mean, it's, you know, it's not easy and it's not like you did it when you were, I mean, I didn't even enter medical school till I was 31. So, um, it, it definitely takes discipline. Now losing weight does too, but um, it's helping people to be able to get through that without being um, so strict with themselves that it's like not fun and it's painful and it's, you know, they can't do it because they just, they can't go through it and you have to have someone to coach you through it, you know, what is what's what's what is bothering them you know are they upset because they can't eat a certain thing well okay let's find out what we can substitute for that or yes you can have chocolate but you get the real dark chocolate and you eat one square and you only do it if you were good throughout the day and that's your reward your brain really likes rewards so you have to you know you have to give it to your brain so that, that your brain will cooperate with you very interesting and so when you're coaching people through this uh are you mm -hmm. 
are you counting calories? Are you enforce not enforcing, but are you recommending and uh, you know kind of discipline in that eighty twenty kind of role? Um, yeah, you, you don't have to count calories. Um, I try to make it easy. My program's called Roadmap to Easy Weight Loss. Um, so you don't have to count. You don't have to measure. Um, but you, if you're eating the foods that are what we call low glycemic, which are not processed, you will lose weight. So you have to be, you need the education of what is processed and what isn't and only buy the things that are good for you don't have anything else in the house and um, when you go out another thing I teach is how to how to look at the menu and find things that are okay and how to substitute things um, like instead of the potatoes you get twice as much vegetables mm. you just ask for a double portion of vegetables and don't even have them put the potatoes on your plate. It's too hard to not eat them yeah. if they're there. So you don't want to, you know, sabotage yourself. The process of losing weight, is it art or science? Probably a little of both. But um, I think that the science might be a little bit more uh, important because if you know about what glycemic index mm -hmm. is and you eat things that are low glycemic, that's mostly science. And then you're going to lose weight just automatically if you don't eat things that are high glycemic. Yeah, it's just going to happen, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Dr. Janice Morantz, what motivates you? You mean to help people? Overall, what motivates you? Um, I would rather see a person healthy than not healthy hmm. and be um, comfortable instead of like uncomfortable or in pain. Um, I want people to be able to enjoy their life and be in control. Um, so when you're in control and you uh, can lose the weight, you will have a lot more confidence also. And I, I'm, I like having, helping people to feel like they're more confident because I know they can't feel confident when they're so heavy. Mm. They don't feel like it. And they're, you know, it's like, what are people saying? And then, you know, it's, it just makes everything harder. So if you can get to a healthy weight, so much of your life will be easier and you'll be able to do things that you want to do. And I think that's why I like to, help people do that. Well said. And how do you measure success? Um, it, you can measure it by the weight, hmm. um, but you don't want to just focus on that. One of the things that is very helpful is how your clothes fit. 
um, a lot of people, the first thing they'll notice is that their clothes are looser, um, even before they lose weight. So um, you want your so success is if you're if the weight goes down, if your clothes fit better, if you can get to a smaller size, and if you are feeling better, um, you'll be able to do more. You're, you don't have to worry about your joints, you know, aching and killing you all the time. Every time you try to like go up the steps, get on the floor, get up from the floor, just everyday things that you don't do because you can't anymore. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And the goal should be healthy. It should be healthiness physically, mm -hmm. mentally, et cetera. And uh, that's certainly a good way of, of measuring success. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. How can people get in touch with you? You've got a lot of great content. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but what are some ways they can get in touch with you? Um, there's a couple ways. Um, they can be, just email me, and that's my name, Janice Morans, at Comcast.net. Um, and I also have a, a way for them to schedule a free consultation, and that's through the Calendly link, um, which is a way to schedule, and it's just www.calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com slash my name Janice Morans. Very good. And your website roadmap to easy weight loss. To easy weight loss. Uh-huh. Can go there. That probably has those links there, correct? Yes, it does. Uh-huh. Very good. Yeah. And that also has a link to your YouTube, which I highly recommend. A lot of great content there. You go you get into it and it's not too long and it's concise and it's uh it's uh really easy to consume. Yeah and I'll be probably making some more short videos for that over time. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate your insight. Uh, I, I continue to, uh, to try to work with people to try to get America healthy. I I've been there and, uh, it, it's difficult, but you got to keep it off. We didn't even talk about yo-yo dieting, how that's, I mean, that's supposed to be even worse than just staying obese. Well, for your body, but it's also very disheartening. Right, mentally. I mean, you lose the weight and then you gain it, gain it right. back after all that work. How did you feel when you lost the weight? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe it. The, the stark difference was absolutely amazing. I, I th had to throw away about nine bags of clothes. And uh, I said, this wasn't temporary. I've completely changed, you know, the way I eat now. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I still think about it now. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I still think occasionally there's a 300 plus pound person inside me trying to break out and I've got to mm -hmm. keep them in. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's a continuous struggle because uh, Janice's food is so tasty. You know, cookies are really oh, yeah. tasty. <laughs> yes, they are. You know, yeah, and nobody's saying so you can't. Your eighty, yeah, your eighty twenty. That's right. Rule. That's right. So it's not like you have to give it up forever. That's right. That's right. You, you can have it, but you just—it's everything in um, moderation. moderation. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again so much for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, I hope uh, perhaps one day we'll even meet each other face to face and have a cup of that. Um, 
uh, pomegranate juice you said that you liked? Was it? No, you didn't like cucumber. Cucumber right. water. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Any kind of fruit. Any kind of fruit in the water. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. You be well. Have yourself a great day. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and or viewing Joey Pinn's Discipline Conversations. Please share this episode with one or two of your friends who you think may benefit from the episode. Our website, www.joeypins.com. There you find lots of resources and you could join our mailing list. Please follow us on all our social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Podcast information, the video version of our podcast is on YouTube. Please subscribe. Audio is on all major podcasting platforms. Please follow them. And if you like it, please consider giving five-star rating. Would really appreciate that. Would you like to financially support the podcast? You can go to our Patreon site. Consider $5, 10 or $20 a month. There's all kind of plans that we have there. It's like a one-time payment. What is this podcast episode worth to you? you be the judge you can go to our PayPal account to do that as well thank you again for listening or watching Joey Pins Discipline Conversations